Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Ahmadbati, a fourth generation homeopath with over 25 years of professional experience and practice in this field of healing. The Homeopathy Health Show is the online voice of homeopathy around the world, promoting and raising awareness of this truly unique system of healing, which is suitable for all ages, young and old. Every week I invite guests from the world of homeopathy to come and share their experiences, their work, offer insights and essentially talk all things homeopathy. Why not visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast button to listen to the latest episodes. So let's begin today's show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. I'm delighted to welcome Nicole Frankie to the Homeopathy Health Show today, who is joining me all the way from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Uh, Nicole, it's uh, great to have you on the Homeopathy Health Show today, and uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you, I think, for having me on your very well-esteemed podcast. <laughs> oh, that's very kind of you. Um, it's uh, Remember, it's all about you, okay? <laughs> okay, Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a delightful conversation. Now, I actually um, contacted Nicole through social media, such as the power of social media. I mean, (laughs) sometimes it's just incredible as far as connecting with with people around the world. And um, the reason I I approached Nicole actually was because of her interest in health in general and healing, which includes, of course, homeopathy, health and wellness fitness, nutrition, and and also, um, interestingly enough, she does social media management and is a content creator. So I hope, I hope I'll actually learn something here today as well, as far as content creation is concerned. But uh, Nicole, how, how's, uh, how are things going with you? And how, how have you been? So far, so good, I think. I've just recently came back from India for my clinical training. So basically, I was in India for six months to learn about homeopathy under the hospital ML Diwali. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. And what made you, let, let, let me actually, let me start from, from the, the beginning here, actually, what mm-hmm. made you um, sort of look towards homeopathy? Uh, what was that interest? What was that turning moment in your life where you thought, Oh, I'd, I'd like to know a bit more about this. Or, or did you know about it from, from, uh, you know, from growing up? Okay, to be honest with you, I think uh, homeopathy never crossed my mind, actually. It was by an error. So interestingly, while I was growing up and in high school, I was very focused much on becoming a nutritionist. So I was looking towards taking courses um, regarding nutrition and dietetics. So I was pretty set on going to Germany to study. However, the one day I was in my library in my high school i was flipping through believe it or not i was flipping through um local uni magazines and i stumbled upon this advertisement from a local university in kl um having this homeopathy program so that kind of triggered my interest into learning what homeopathy is really about so when i got more when i got to learn more about it actually it covered what I initially wanted to be as a person, which is 
treatment as like a holistic treatment, you know, not just basically focus on one health aspect, but rather mm. like physically, mentally, as emotionally, as well as spiritually. So homeopathy in that way really spoke to me. And that's why I decided to take up homeopathy. You know, I tell you something very interesting, which is that homeopathy, like you've said, and very mm -hmm. eloquently put, you know, it's a, that holistic approach and it takes mind, body and spirit, well, mind, body and soul. Um, mm -hmm. And it provides this healing. But there's always this, uh, almost when somebody asks you, what do you do? And you reply, you know, I do homeopathy. And it's like, well, what's that? Is it herbal <laughs> yeah. medicine? You know, is yes. it is it uh, Ayurvedic medicine? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's always... Um, interesting isn't it because yeah it's, i'm still amazed how many <clears throat> excuse me i'm still amazed how many people aren't aware of homeopathy and uh there's so much information also out there anyhow on what homeopathy is but how, how do you go about uh, explaining what homeopathy is when somebody asks you like what you said it's very true when someone approached me and asked me what i do and when i tell them that it's homeopathy and they'll give me this very blank face and they'll prompt to ask me so basically is it like traditional chinese medicine what is it is it ayurvedic i'm just like nope it's none of the above basically it's like an art by itself and mm. basically what i tell them is that it treats you as a whole it does not leave you um in separate entities that's how i explain it to people interesting Mm -hmm. Another way, possibly, what do you think could be, uh, you know, I I am a holistic healer utilizing mm -hmm. homeopathy and homeopathy is based on. And, and, and you know, that's that's also another way, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. different takes on it. Um, I don't even know why I'm having that conversation with you, actually. But uh, <laughs> hey, interesting anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we are going to talk about mangoes uh, to all the listeners <laughs> and you're going to wonder why. <gasps> what has that got to do with homeopathy? But. It's actually got nothing to do with homeopathy. <laughs> I 100% I agree with you. But hey, it's nice to talk about mangoes. But anyway, yep. let's uh, let's go back to homeopathy. So tell me, uh, Nicole, um, once that interest arose, you know, where, where did you, how did you progress? How did you move that forward, that interest? So basically, when I first started out learning about homeopathy in my first and second year of bachelor's, I was kind of lost because, you know, as someone that didn't have the exposure to what homeopathy is beforehand, mm. it's basically like walking in the wilderness, you know, <laughs> no mm. one, you basically don't know where to start because homeopathy is such a broad, a broad, um, a broad aspect in terms of the traditional and complementary medicine and basically what i did to kind of wrap my head around what homeopathy was was to read more about it in my be it in my school library or basically ask my professors what should i do where do i start how do i equip myself mm. better so that i can you know share my knowledge with other people of what homeopathy is about and after started reading books like um, homeopathy psychology by philip bailey uh, principles and homeopathy by ml Duale, it basically just opened my eyes 
to just see homeopathy is such a beautiful treatment, like a holistic treatment for people to learn about. It's, yeah. uh, you know, the philosophy side of homeopathy is so mm. deep. And, you know, it's, I, yeah. I, I tell you what makes me wonder a lot nowadays is that you, people are, sometimes people say, oh, well, we don't know what that is. and mm -hmm. uh, But when they actually get into reading let's say an introduction and then they know a bit more and then they find out about the certain books and and you think i mean if you just look at um the the philosophy of homeopathy homeopathic philosophy by james tyler kent for example mm -hmm. it's so deep isn't it and and you it wonder is. you know this is a system that's over 200 years old now but my god is there substance there you know is there it, it's so tangible and it's so philosophical as well as so yeah. practical at the same time it's amazing isn't it yes and you can apply those principles and practices into your daily life as well so that's one thing about homeopathy it's not like a dead subject or like a dead a dead thing but rather mm. it's life you know it gives life to you and it also heals you internally as you read more books based on homeopathy yeah. Mm. You know, one thing I've I've um sort of experienced, and I'm sure you you will have experienced this too, is that when you're going to prescribe a remedy for a patient, certainly, mm -hmm. you know, there's this um inner um zeal that, that sort of comes to life, you know that? And yeah. it's really a beautiful vibration where you you're so I would dare I say almost happy to be able to help somebody. But in a humble way, I don't mean happy as in, but just, you know, it's just a very, it's a very emotional moment, to be perfectly honest with you, because yeah. um, you're, you've got something that can really change somebody's life, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that in itself is just amazing. And you know, that inner zeal that comes to life, isn't it, with homeopathy? That's true. And all the practitioners of homeopathy have it, of course, every, every one of them, and it's so nice to experience that, isn't it? It's a part of healing as well, because the vibrations, obviously, um, others can pick up the vibrations. Just mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's just so like saying true. when you go into a when when you go into certain environments, you can they say you can um, cut the air with a knife, isn't it? Yes, you know, cut the tension. Sorry, not the air. <laughs> yeah, the, cut my, the tension. Apologies, cut the tension with a knife, right? So what's that yeah. about? I mean, you can't physically see tension, right? yeah what's, what's that phenomena it. but you can feel it feel it yeah so i mean i'm explaining this for the purposes of the listeners actually that you know that's mm -hmm. the same type but in a very very positive way that you would feel that um zeal that springs up from the heart isn't it when you're prescribing mm -hmm. something to someone and you can see that after once you have treated your patient with homeopathy you can see their progress along the ways and they're even so happy that you know if conditions that they weren't able to treat like chronic conditions they weren't able to treat but with homeopathy they can get treated beautifully and it's it's really a joy to see patients come in like that absolutely yeah now nicole you um have actually um completed recently the clinical training in maharashtra in india and yeah. uh, just before the podcast we you were talking about the fact you just returned um, mm -hmm. so what was that like and, and was that training linked to to the current school that you're doing homeopathy in? Is, do they have like a link where you can go and do clinical practice 
or clinical training, should I say, observations in India? Yeah, so that's exactly true, Atik. So basically, my university has a MOU signed with um, this hospital called ML Dowale Trust Hospital. And basically, at the end of our bachelor's degree, we are supposed to do a six-month clinical training in India. So basically, I was based in Palgar, India. And it's a really, I would say, amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity to be able to go there and learn firsthand, observe, and I tell you, the experience is priceless, honestly. It's amazing. This is a, uh, a hospital, isn't it? It's it's actually called the Dr. ML Dawale Memorial Homeopathic Institute. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's and a hospital. It's a working mm -hmm. hospital, isn't it? A homeopathic hospital. Yes. So they do um, integration as well with allopathic medicines as well as homeopathy. But the main, um, the main idea of that hospital is just to prescribe homeopathy. So yeah. you know, I I had this conversation with somebody recently, and we were talking mm -hmm. about the fact that in the West. And, mm -hmm. and other places around the world, uh, you can see you can see patients and it's it's whatever amount it is during the week, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20, even 30, 40. But yeah. in India, you've got <laughs> uh, practitioners. <laughs> yeah. Enough. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't put a figure. You can't put a figure on there, right? It's like. Hundreds. No, it's constant flow of patients. Yes. I think it's like back-to-back -back patients you know there's so many interesting cases even textbook cases that you know you read in the textbook but never really existed in modern cities but once you go over there it's like whatever you know like edison's disease um leprosy even cerebral mm -hmm. palsy all get they all get treated by homeopathy and the wonderful thing is that they they actually are able to treat those diseases and patient walks out fine you it's, know it's amazing you know I, amazing. Tell, I tell you I, I've, I've seen that and and it's just i've seen how many patients can walk in and like you mm -hmm. said it's it's a constant flow but isn't that just the best training in the world i mean seriously if you want to learn homeopathy go to india um, yeah and just highly recommend there, and you probably end up seeing like five six hundred people right Yes, in like you won't even reach the hundreds; you reach the thousands. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. real training, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It will definitely boost your confidence as a homeopath, as like a early, you know, as an early homeopath. It definitely boosts your confidence. Were you quite taken aback when you when you actually went on day one? You must. Have I thought, actually wow, was. This is this is this is too much. It is actually. I well, kind of took like a short nap <laughs> in between. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle the number of patients, so like it was so tiring for me. So I decided to took a short nap in between Brilliant. patients. Where's the doctor? Yeah. Eh? But what type of conditions were you sort of exposed to? I mean, is there could you is it um, one condition which sticks out more? Or is it just a complete variety of everything and anything that uh, that comes through the door? As far as well, diseases are concerned, I mean. Okay, so with my experience, there is basically a variety of um, 
a variety of diseases that you can find. But most common ones are because as I was doing my clinical training over there, we were posted in different departments. So the, the department that I was in was uh, the rheumatology department, the right. pediatric department, dermatology, general. Um, yeah, I think that's oh, they even have a dialysis center over mm. there. Yeah. And so the ones that really stick out to me the most was I still remember it was from the pediatric department. Um, there is this child, this female child, which she was around, I think, seven or eight years old. So she came into casualty and she had cerebral palsy. Mm. Like just, I think her right side was like slightly drooping. And we were trying to get the totality of symptoms just based off what she was having. And we couldn't entirely get the full totality so we just based it on acute and believe it or not she her face was entirely the face her face was fine when she came back a week after just she was normal you wouldn't expect her to have cerebral palsy in the beginning and for me that was the first time that i was i was lost for words because i didn't know that it could reach that extent because in you know modern society we think that oh cerebral palsy like that's it you know Mm. you're forever on long-term medication but this was a totally different ball game you know like she just came in fine she was smiling she was running around like a normal kid you know and it's so beautiful like i will forever remember that case for me that's that's really that's actually a very emotional case i was just picturing as you were saying you know that what possibly that expression would have been on the child but it's fascinating isn't it that the 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 knowledge that you know practitioners Mm -hmm. have with homeopathic remedies and when that remedy is truly going to work yeah it's it's so we could you know it is truly it's curative because if you have a condition and you don't then what is that that's a cure right yeah Um, that's true no it's not it's not uh just palliation or it's not just uh, alleviated for for a short time and that that's the power of healing and Mm -hmm. but as you were saying that you know i was thinking if only the world knew it's you know we've got over what eight eight billion now eight billion yeah eight billion population so if only more people knew because in that hospital they're treating thousands of patients and probably Mm -hmm. out of those thousands thousands are getting better right literally yeah. If only everybody else realized the potential, because at the end of the day, healing is is truly it's a it's not it's never going to be about um, the financial aspect or mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's truly to bring to help somebody, right? It's it's to, yeah. to change to help change their life, which is a great honor and a grace, right? To be able to do True. that. Isn't it? To bring basically to bring back the best out of your patient and to just see them you know fulfill life to the fullest mm. yeah and so what else did you did you get up to in the hospital um what, what besides, other eating <laughs> <laughs> besides eating mangoes besides eating mangoes yeah we so... are going to get to mangoes <laughs> take up a lot of time in the show <laughs> but before we do that my mouth is watering i've got to st- you got to stop talking about mangoes <laughs> <laughs> and we will continue the mango talk after. <laughs> we, we, we'll we'll probably have a mango. After. 
probably. <laughs> but yeah, just based on that case, um, I would like to continue from that case if that's fine. So basically, once this child was completely fine from the um from her from her problem from her disease the after when she came back for follow-up she actually brought her mom and her little sister over as well to get screened so that they could get um treated with homeopathy as well Mm. so that was like a beautiful thing to see that you know just by one person you know getting treated with homeopathy it had a snowball effect on her family members as well and you know like what you say if the world could see how beautifully homeopathy treats a disease it would be great it would be awesome honestly and besides that um during my experience in the hospital it was definitely a priceless experience because i don't think i'll be able to get that kind of experience the kind of knowledge that the doctors over there have oh my gosh i swear they're all like walking encyclopedias Hmm. it's like they are just no diseases on top of their fingertips and the knowledge they have in each disease each case it's incredible and besides that that's like the people where they are really friendly as well they like they don't they don't they're not selfish to share what they are learning about which i find that's really nice of them because first of all when we went over there it was like we had language barrier because they didn't really know how to speak english as Mm. you know they mostly spoke in hindi so along the way we were like picking up like little hindi so that we could relate to the patients a bit more and try Mm. to ask them further regarding their diseases and it went well so far (laughs) good good yeah so in the hospital it was we had the opds and ipds so basically opds are outpatient departments which is like the day-to-day patients and ipds which is the inpatient department so there we had um we had to do ward duties um icu duties and icu duties as well as if there's any like surgical cases we could go in the OT as well to just observe what um, surgery was going on that day. Yeah. It's, um, you know, again, I go back to the fact that because of the sheer number of patients, that's why, Mm -hmm. you know, you can become very confident with diseases because you have to be exposed to them again and again and Mm -hmm. again, right? And it's just like reading from a Materia Medica, let's take, I don't know, uh, Pulsatilla. You have to Mm -hmm. read it you know 50 60 70 yeah. 80 even more times again understand. and again and only then you can remember the finer points you know so yeah. it's the same when you treat patients with the exposure isn't it and and that's a Definitely. very uh that's really amazing in places like india and even pakistan and 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 other mm-hmm. places where there's such a huge amount of um uh, uh openness about homeopathy and it's part of the medical system anyway it, it's mm-hmm. only certain countries that can achieve that because it has to be so open, isn't it? And so sort of the norm. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. So uh, what, uh, where are you now? Are you, have you completed your, your degree now? Are you registered or qualified or still a bit to go? 
I still have one more semester to go, so I'll finish next year and I'm done for next my bachelor's. Year. That's a long yeah. semester. It is. It's a six months, six to five months for oh, one wow. semester. Yeah. Okay. And and you'll qualify as is it a, a, a doctor of homeopathy or is it just a BSc in homeopathy or uh we just we don't say we don't have the doctor title in Malaysia, mm. unfortunately. So we just go by just physicians. Physician, okay. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. <laughs> really it's nice. It's a nice ring to it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's very nice indeed. And yeah. what what uh, what do you want to do sort of afterwards once you qualify? Do you actually want to open up a practice and, and, and be a homeopath in Malaysia? Yeah, that's definitely the goal, I think, is just to open up my own clinic hmm. so that I can practice what I've studied and practice what I've learned throughout my years and also try to gain as much experience as I can. If it's not opening my own clinic at the moment, I'll definitely work with other homeopaths. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, is homeopathy quite well established in Malaysia? It's not as well established, I would say. I prefer it if, yeah, it's just not as well established as I would want it to be because homeopathy is still a very, um, new area of treatment in mm. malaysia yeah but but people there are clinics there right i'm sure there mm -hmm. are already homeopaths there right yeah then there are a number of homeopaths in malaysia for sure but you know the the dream is to be like india you know where you have like hospitals yeah. like popping out in mushrooms mm. where they will just prescribe homeopathy i mean that's the goal <laughs> well when you uh, graduate next year then you know, it may be something that you can sort of be very uh, vocal and productive about because, and this takes me to the next um, sort of topic I wanted to talk to you about is um, okay. because of your social media and content creation skills, because nowadays so much can be achieved. And right at the beginning mm -hmm. of the show, we said I was looking through one of the social media apps and uh, you popped up and mm -hmm. and we got in touch didn't we and we connected and and here we are today yeah you know? so <laughs> the power of social media is great you know it's, it is it's so so good isn't it when it comes to i mean i love using it for homeopathy because it opens up so many different connections and uh so yeah i mean well what do you think about sort of once you've graduated perhaps that's something from the social media perspective you know as far as malaysia is concerned and homeopathy mm -hmm. is concerned, a lot can be achieved yeah definitely i mean definitely to do an integrated approach in terms of bringing awareness to homeopathy i could use my platform as a voice so that i can bring more awareness to homeopathy as well and you know in this digital age everything is just at the click of your fingertips you know yeah yeah it's so easy isn't it it is you don't have to send like pigeon letters to someone or like the snail mail anymore it's just like by one button that's that says send and you can just receive the letter within 24 hours <laughs> it's funny how things work isn't it how progression is because even email uh, mm -hmm. i use email everybody does but even <laughs> email now seems a bit redundant sometimes doesn't it you just want to yeah. send someone a quick message through whatever app you're using and it's done isn't mm -hmm. it and you got a response you know? Yeah, everything's instant nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's literally Insta, isn't it? 
instant <laughs> messages, you know? Yeah. yeah. Everything is so fast. It's uh, amazing. Now, uh, going to... Actually, just before I ask you about uh, social media and, and content creation, we spoke about homeopathy, but you also take a very keen interest generally in health and wellness, uh, mm -hmm. in fitness and nutrition. So yeah. how, again, is that just part and parcel of looking at homeopathy or was that something that interested you alongside? I think with that, from that aspect, it kind of came to me when I was really young. Like I had a, I had a, how you say, like a, scenario that happened with a close family member of mine where um, health was the main issue and the thing was sorry um, oh my god I might get emotional for this but <laughs> so basically what dry what drove me to be more interested in health nutrition and fitness was because a something happened to a close family member of mine where um, she had cancer. Mm. So, yeah, um, that kind of also triggered the interest to kind of um, be more aware of what health is about. And as I said previously, it was like a more holistic approach towards life. And yeah, so that's basically how I got interested in that aspect. Yeah. You know, sometimes these journeys are very hard and we've all been through it because mm -hmm. it's part of life. OK, we can't choose who's yeah. going to be unwell. It could, God forbid, it could be us tomorrow. Right. It's just the way life yeah. is, isn't it? But when it comes to healing, you know, these experiences can be very, I think, in nearly every single case can be life changing and, mm -hmm. and life changing. What I mean by that is uh, in, in the positive way, because it opens up someone who who's experienced a friend or a day one or a family member and well it opens them up to sort of thinking a bit more about you know well look there's got to be treatment there's got to be a cure or there's got to be this and there's got to be that and and you know that's that's actually out of something which is quite you know emotionally emotionally challenging positive things can come out because mm -hmm. at least it means the next person has has hope and you can help somebody further yeah, for sure. I mean, if that didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be where I am today. <laughs> and to take up homeopathy and talking to you now, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And I'm grateful for every opportunity and experiences that I had that lead me to where I am today. You're you're absolutely right about everything happens for a reason. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that as well. But mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just amazing sometimes and sometimes you can't even share that experience because it's very hard to put it into words only somebody who's yeah. gone through it can he or she know themselves you know what yeah. they've been through isn't it it's difficult 100 percent. share it yeah it is i still do get emotional about it sometimes but you know it if it helps other people along the journey like why not share it you know because they might have the same or similar experience as me and they might not know how to go through it at the moment but I went through it and I can share my experience as well so I hope whoever hears this you know may get a little glimpse of hope 
absolutely yeah that's a very very um yeah it just made me actually you got you got me thinking now because <laughs> uh, there's there's so many different types of experiences and when i think back now as well i just remember how they helped in, in they've sort of molded me into sort of who i have become now as far as healing and certainly that's the case with with anybody in any type of healing to be honest with you not just homeopathy any holistic yeah. type of healing is it it requires and again i've spoken about this many times is it requires a lot of humility and a lot of compassion right to be able to to be on that wavelength to want to help somebody you know yeah 100% that's true <laughs> now tell me about content creation because that's very different to homeopathy of course so <laughs> how did you get into that you 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 have a lot of skills you know <laughs> yeah so um how did how did i actually get into content creation that's actually <laughs> a very good question i never asked myself actually so basically i just love you know posting up on social media and just trying to explore new ways of editing videos editing images and so happened it was just out of passion like i just like doing it for fun there was no um there was no pressure into like you know you have to do this because it's like the current trend or like the in thing right now but no i just i wanted to share my story in my own way mm. and for me an outlet of that was true an outlet of doing that was through um content creating and it just kind of um, helped me in situations where I wasn't able to use words, but I just used, you know, images and videos of what I had during that time and just, you know, piecing it all together and just showcasing a story, you know, the way I know how, the way I know best, mm. basically. And it was kind of like a stress reliever for me as well between studies. <laughs> Because studying homeopathy is not easy, you know. <laughs> so sometimes I do need like an outlet to release that stress, and that's how content creation kind of came into the picture. What yeah. What are the topics that you you're sort of looking at for creation, for content or such? So basically, what I do most, what I do most now, it's fitness, like workouts, um, skincare, beauty yeah those kind of um areas those kind of niches i would say mm. yeah nice and and you must uh <clears throat> you must find it it's quite engaging isn't it with uh with socials they're all very uh current topics anyway i suppose they've always been you know beauty of course skincare 100 <laughs> percent, and, and yeah fitness as well yeah and actually i did not expect anything in return initially because you know it's just out of passion like i wanted to do it but eventually like people start um dm like sorry dming <laughs> messaging me saying that you know you posted this video and it's like it really helped me in you know my workouts and i know what to do now i wouldn't have to like make this mistake again etc you know and that kind of filled my passion to actually create more because you know like as i said earlier like you don't know what other people are going through and what you post out or like what you share about yourself might help the other person mm. so yeah 
I've I've always found that uh, helpful videos like the ones that you're producing, which which actually help people, uh, mm -hmm. which they can look upon to say, oh, I could try this because it'll improve my health or it'll improve, mm -hmm. you know, my emotional health as well as mental health and physical health. Yeah, that, that, that's so rewarding because it, you believe it or not, even though it's social media, but hey, it's not going to social media is not going anywhere. So it's mm -hmm. it's a platform where people can actually you know benefit from and they can benefit a great deal from it you know and uh yeah well done to you and uh for for, for doing something so nice and and uh so providing help to others even if it's just one person right it, it you yeah. make a difference to because that person may then one day share that with somebody else and and it just goes doesn't it like a like a pyramid i suppose you know yeah 100 percent true yeah. yep a little can go a long way. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, do you have time for any hobbies, or is is uh, except for eating mangoes? I mean, is it... <laughs> actually, let's talk about mangoes, shall we? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, don't know, I, don't I would know. love Man some mangoes right now. Uh, for all those who are listening, I apologize in advance, but uh, <laughs> you know, I love mangoes, and I haven't had one for about four years. So you can, you can, you know, that that's why I'm so interested. But, that's uh, pretty long <laughs> it's a long time isn't it well in the UK yeah. we used to get mangoes from India and Pakistan but mm -hmm. uh, certainly just since Covid it's it's like the price has skyrocketed and oh, uh, okay. the, the price has rocketed I, I can't believe we're talking about mangoes <laughs> it's the homeopathy <laughs> health show in case you've forgotten this is not the fruit and veg show um, but, uh, yeah they've rocketed and the mangoes have I mean the size is smaller than my thumb you know, and I've got a small thumb, just in case you're <laughs> wondering what size is his thumb. You know? Not the scale, but... <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, it's... Um, tell me more about mangoes then. <laughs> oh my gosh, when... Before I actually went to India, everyone was praising about the mangoes and as well. And I was like, what's so great about Indian mangoes, you know? Like, I couldn't fathom, like, what was so great about it. So, while we were in India, we actually came towards the end of winter which was early march and heading towards summer so and even the locals and the doctors over there they were like you have to try indian mangoes you cannot not try it so we were like okay one day we we're walking out in the market like me and my batchmates and we we're like okay let's just try let's just buy a few mangoes and let's just try them and once we had the first piece it was like heaven in your in my mouth basically it's so sweet like you wouldn't expect a mango yeah. to be so sweet and every single mango is guaranteed its sweetness there wasn't like any foul ones at all and honestly mango season is literally the best season in india like whoever goes to india just go to go to the mango season and you won't regret <laughs> like they'll make <laughs> you know why I, why I laugh because when somebody asks you what you did today I was on the homeopathy health show and they said, oh, what was that about? And they said, mangoes. Mangoes. You know, you know you're going to, you're going to get those looks. You're going to think, oh, pardon? You know. yeah, mangoes. Mangoes on a homeopathy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, like the mangoes are like super sweet. And like, they were making like mango smoothie, mango chutney, mango curry even. So it's wow. like, yeah, it's it amazing. <clears throat> um. 
Nicole, tell me what uh, what have you got planned sort of over the next sort of uh, well next twelve months, I suppose. What uh, what are your plans and what do you want to achieve and uh, perhaps look at something new as well in uh, as far as the study is concerned, or maybe just as as we've discussed, you want to finish and complete your uh, homeopathy degree and then go into practice and. Mm-hmm. As of now, I would just want to equip more knowledge solely based on homeopathy because I definitely see like I I view homeopathy as like an underdog you know where it carries such a beautiful message like the philosophy of homeopathy as well as an excellent mode of treatment you know and to just equip more knowledge based on that and to just gain courage gain yeah basically gain courage to prescribe to more patients as well as um just trying to you know live my life as a student Mm. (laughs) before before getting into the workforce you know yeah because from what i i'm fortunate enough like i'm blessed enough to know that i have really great um, teachers surrounding me to guide me you know if I ever made a mistake they're there to you know teach me the right ways and correct my mistakes so mm. I'm still blessed enough to be able to make mistakes before going into the workforce you know because I don't think the workforce is very um, gentle <laughs> on you especially in treating patients so I do really want to hone that skill and you know as a uh, like a side hobby or like any like something to just release my stress i'll definitely do still i'll definitely still do um content creation on the side because that's still what i'm passionate about you know Mm, wonderful yeah sounds like a very uh very productive proactive plan Mm. but i would tell you one thing i would i would would share one thing with you is that (laughs) You mentioned the workforce, but yeah. homeopathy is, is very much uh, a service to humanity. Mm-hmm. So you, you're really going to enjoy these next few years, you know, as you establish yourself and and you're going to, I think you're going to absolutely love being able to help people. And and I think yeah. you're going to be an ex, uh, exceptional homeopath, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward Thank to you. that. Actually. In fact, yeah. maybe once you have graduated, it would be lovely to for you to come back and we can talk about you know what what you've started hopefully by then you'll have started a practice and mm-hmm. we can talk a lot more about that you know yeah that'll be great to see like how i progress <laughs> throughout yeah. the years nice. yeah nice. yeah definitely do you have mm-hmm. time for hobbies mm, at the moment i do have hobbies I mean, um, fitness is one of it. Like I go to the gym, basically. So I do consider that as like my hobby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's a good it's a good outlet for me as well. If it's not content creating, it's going out to the gym or going hiking, hiking, going to the beach, just basically being the outdoors. That's my go to. And are you yeah. in urban? or suburban uh, Malaysia or are you on the outskirts or 
I imagine in a suburban area. If I'm yeah, suburban area. And mm. the funny thing is that I'm actually not originally from Kuala Lumpur. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually from a small island called Borneo. And in Borneo, there's this city called Kuching, Sarawak. Right. Yeah, so that's where I'm actually from, and the nature over there it's beautiful. So that's why I do enjoy hiking and going to the beach when I'm back in my hometown. Oh, so you do go back to Borneo then? Yeah, I do. Oh, wonderful. Occasionally. Is it far <laughs> yeah. from where you are, or is it just? It's about an hour's plane ride. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad, is it? Mm -hmm. So by the time you go up, you have to come back down again, isn't it? That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I remember I went to Dublin, which is in uh, Ireland. Uh, several times I've been, and um, it's it's really just it's just unusual because the flight is so short. It's about fifty minutes or, or one mm -hmm. hour, maybe maximum, let's say. But you know, by the time the aircraft goes up, it's like uh, you get five minutes, and they say, "Right, we're getting ready to land." You think, "Well, I haven't gone. We just got up," you know. And, yeah. Uh, but it's it's nice. I like time flies. Like <laughs> Literally, literally, yeah, no literally, time flies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. time flies. Mm. Just take some mangoes with you, you'll be fine for sure. I'll try to smuggle stuff in <laughs> if it's allowed. It's uh, you know, it's been really uh wonderful, uh, you know, laughs as well as all the all the good things that you, you're doing to have mm -hmm. you on the show, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. And, and I hope that uh, you will come back. And we can talk some more. And um, I wish you the best in graduating. And may you become an exemplary homeopath. You know, I think what you're doing is very commendable. Congratulations, of course. And uh, yeah, I really much look forward to your success, you know, and, and making a difference to, to people's lives. Yes, thank you so much, Atik, for your words of wisdom and kindness. And it's really an honor for me to be on this podcast to talk about what I love doing as well and i hope this message reach out to people you know that's on a similar journey as me so yeah absolutely thank you so much nicole and uh, i will talk to you very very soon thank you thank you atik bye <laughs> i do hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the homeopathy health show please do support the show by clicking follow on my socials Remember, the more exposure the podcast receives, the better for homeopathy around the world. You can find me on Instagram by searching for at like underscore treats like and on both Facebook and TikTok by searching for at like treats like. So let's promote the voice of homeopathy on radio and podcast around the world together. Don't forget to visit me online at www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast tab. Here you'll be able to see all the guests that have joined me on the show so far. And of course, you can stream on demand the latest episode to your mobile, tablet or PC. Until next time, stay safe and take care. <laughs>